You are now tuned in to Go Time Dolphins with Charlie Touche and Kadeem Simmons, the Miami Dolphins podcast that's for the fans and by the fans. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. And it's your time. Going all out when it's go time. I ain't wasting no time. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. Cause it's your time. Lay it on the line when it's go time. Don't waste no time. I'm not subject to all the TV shows that Americans get, but I've kind of I, I've I've known of this particular show, but I'm only now really watching it. Cops. Don't ask why, but YouTube has full episode of Cops, so I'm just there watching Cops. You know, as I'm going to bed, as I'm working. Maybe it's the theme tune that you know. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? And I just just the the most random and chaotic nature of I guess policing in the States, I guess. Was, was you a fan of cops growing up or you a fan of cops now? Bro, I really thought you said cups. Like what? <laughs> I never heard of cups. Um so true story. The very first episode of Cops ever, very first episode, was filmed in Miramar, Florida. That's where I'm from. It was about a one-legged prostitute in a wheelchair, and up to about 10 years ago, she was still out there, bro. Like, it's the wildest thing. Like, we done went through middle school, went through high school, went on to college. This this chick is still out there in a the wheelchair, um, and she was in it. Uh cops man that was that's a classic but nah um yeah it was all right cool it was cool before but then it, it upgraded to first 48 it got really real so nah man yeah you, you don't know about first 48 yeah if you just not find out about cops you got a while until you find out about first 48 oh no like i said I, I i know of cops it's more i've just never actually sat down and watched it um first 48 sounds like shows that we've got so in the uk we've got something called 24 hours in A&E. Um, we've got stuff called like um, Road Wars, which is from what first, what did I show you just said? Sounds mm-hmm. very similar to that, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just want to ask you, you know, what you, what your um, history of cops, not cops, cops is. Um, obviously, Tuesday was a massive day for the NFL and obviously the Miami Dolphins as they made their you know, once the cuts to 53, but we'll delve into that as the show goes on. Hey, it's Go Time Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins podcast that goes not only across the pond, but across the world. I'm your boy, Charlie Touche. I got my co-host, Kadeem Simmons, with me. It's always for the fans and by the fans. Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Man, we got the um, Fantasy Football League up and running. Go Time Dolphins Fantasy Football League. It's a 14-team league because it was an overwhelming call to, like, yo, we appreciate everybody who reached out. Um, and just some hindsight, the first season of, of of the Fantasy Football League, we barely made 10. Like, it was only 10 people. We, we, we only played it one year, and this is the second season. We played it, and now we didn't even have enough spots. So, we rock with everybody that rock with us, man. We rock with everybody who doesn't rock with us too. So uh yeah, man, continue to grow with us. GTD, you're already. Um, 
more fantasy football stuff later on in the show. But we got a 53-man roster, and there are some surprises on this roster, if you ask me, Kadeem. Uh, I will start off by saying I thought friend of the podcast, 40 Acres and a Hellcat, would make this roster. And, and I, I saved it. I was like, you know what? I think he's going to make it. I also think he is a fixture in the locker room. Miles Gaskin we're talking about. And I think there's a chance he could be a captain. You know what I'm saying? So I started coming around to the idea. Yeah, you see all these guys coming in to compete. But I, I knew that Miles was like the Dolphins. You can't go from a epitome of a Miami Dolphin and then just shipped off for Sonny Michelle. You can't do that. So that was one of the things that 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 I was like, I kind of knew that, but that's not that wasn't a surprise to me. What were what were the first? What was some of the first emotions that you seen or you went through when you seen the the, the fifty three man roster? Um, I kind of want to start on on Mars Gaskin, friend of, friend of the podcast, Mars Gaskin. Um, I I don't want to generalize the Dolphins fan base. But I feel like a lot of fans were like, yeah, Gaskin's done. Like the Dolphins brought in all these running backs, including Sony Michelle, um, and Gaskin's not gonna make it. And I generally don't believe at any point that you you jumped off the Mars Gaskin's gonna make this roster. You said it over and over and over again. Mars Gaskin's going to make this roster. And you also said, do not be surprised if Savon Ackman makes this roster as well. You literally said so. I have to give you your props. You said both guys make the roster, and both guys did. I know there will be some who might be watching this, watching us for the first time and thinking, well, the only reason you said that, you know, Gaskin's going to make the roster is because you interviewed him or something like that. It's like, no, he made the roster because he's a good running back. Not every Dolphin fan likes him, but it is what it is. So Miles Gaskin definitely didn't make the roster because he was on both-time Dolphins. He made it on his own merit, I, I can assure you. Um... So I think my first my first shock, I guess, and we'll delve, delve into the 453, who made it, who didn't. But my first shock would probably have to be Lim Bowden. He was someone who I thought probably would make it. And I think given his last, the last preseason game against the Eagles, it was kind of like, do you know what? Yeah, he, he's done enough to... um. To make the roster. However, shout out to friend of the podcast, um, Five Yard Lee, or family member of the podcast. Like you know, we have, we, still have, we still haven't worked out who's a friend. And I was wondering who he's going to bring up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Five Yard Lee came on there a couple of weeks ago and said that you know a gadget player is someone who can kind of do it all. If that makes sense. Whereas I don't know. Let me not let me not get what five yard league got wrong. I can literally mess message. I can literally see what he said. So yeah, yeah, five... yeah. Why you why are you pulling that up, man? When when Lim Bowden was let go, I was I was I didn't like it, but I wasn't shocked because you know there's the writing was on the wall. Um, he might get cut. He might get traded. So well, I'll let you go ahead and did you find the text? Yeah. So. To Five Yard Lee from the Dolphin UK podcast said, Gadget players are guys who who don't do anything well. Debo is a wide receiver who can do more, for example. 
Um, he said Debo, Debo Samuel of the 49ers would make team just playing wide receiver and not doing anything else. Gadget players are okay at a lot, but not good at any one thing. And I kind of feel like that really does sum up Lynn Bowden. He's someone who, you know, what 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 could, what could you what could we sit here and say Lynn Bowden is going to make the team because he does this? He he'll make the team because he kind of does a few things. Uh, but like in terms of the wide receiver, the Dolphin now having a building, Lynn Bowden was on that, you know, bubble spot. And I think that the Dolphins only bringing in five wide receivers. I think Lynn Bowden probably would have been wide receiver six. So it was a shock to me because I thought they'd bring in more wide receivers. But him being wide receiver six and them carrying five, then yeah, it, it makes sense. Bro, you just sun passed that. That was the shocking part. The shock was not that Lynn Bowden didn't make the roster. The shock was that we only kept five receivers. I'm like, are you serious right now? Five Bro, I remember there was a game where the Patriots only had like two receivers and all the running backs were playing receivers or three receivers and then they had multiple tight ends. Play. I can't remember the exact number, but it was something that I'm like, I would never want that. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. Kadeem just try to just, just, just brush over the fact that the Dolphins are only keeping five receivers. Now, this tells me that they really trust Trent Sherfield. And I'm going to tell you why, because this is another name that I thought would make this roster. Trent Sherfield is a special teamer. All right. We had a special teams ace in Mac Collins. Me and Mac Collins were supposed to go scuba diving together. My dog's in Vegas scuba diving in the sand now. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no one wanted to see Mac Collins go, but in reality, Trent Sherfield is a better wide receiver than Matt Collins was a receiver. Matt Collins was a special teams ace. Trent Sherfield is real good on special teams, but he's better as a receiver. So now in the in the world where we used to keep six receivers, and one of those six were were just allocated to special teams. And if you ever made it to that six receiver, it was all bad for you. It's because you had like so many people hurt, practice squad receivers. So you might as well give this special teamer some 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 looks in the passing game. Who I I it was this was one of the most surprising things of the whole roster was five receivers. I didn't see Craycraft 400. I'm like, all right, well, maybe Sanders made the made the team. Maybe Craycraft 400 made the team. And it was like, nah, we just we just rocking with the five. <laughs> so what that told me was all the tight ends have to be on alert next year because the Dolphins kept five tight ends. Not only did the Dolphins keep five tight ends, they kept five running backs, if you include the uh, uh, fullback. So now we have a um, roster where it's, where teams usually keep four running backs, two quarterbacks. Now we have five running backs, three quarterbacks, five tight ends. That's unorthodox as they come. That's that's not normal. And I'm not. I, we can look at all 31 other teams. And see how many have five tight ends, 
five running backs and three quarterbacks. But I am a betting man, and I can bet there's probably one other team, maybe, and that's probably San Francisco, right? And and that's not – I don't know that for sure. And actually, they got Jimmy G and, and Trey Lance, so I doubt they even have five. So – or two, three, three quarterbacks. So, yeah, man, this is this – is, it was a bit odd. I was happy for Tanner Connor. He's a tight end that 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 made it made the roster. And Stephen Carter is, you know, also a tight end that we use as fullback. So Ingo would be backed up by Stephen Carter. But man, bro, five receivers? That was a shock to me. So when I said Limboden, that's more like I was kind of going through an order of the, the shocks happened, I guess. Like the whole five wide receivers, yeah, that's it is a shock. I, 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 when you when you look at the five tight ends and the five running backs, like Alec Ingold is there at the running back. Well, he's a fullback, so like that. That to me, I was like, it's, it's four running backs, backs plus Alec Ingold, and then the five tight ends. It's like, well, Stephen Carter's there, but he he'll mostly be used as a fullback. And Tanner Connor was an interesting one because I believe he left the last game in like a walking boot. And most people thought he'd be placed on IR. So it's like, this is an interesting one. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, and then you look at the so of the five tight ends, Stephen Carter is basically a fullback or get played as a fullback, and Tanner Connor is basically injured. So yeah, it was one of those things where there was a lot of interesting decisions being made up and down the field, up, or up, up and down the bottom, I should say. Um, one which wasn't a surprise, but we all saw coming. Um, Skylar Thompson was someone who we kind of figured about a week ago he was going to make the 53-man roster. Um, Skylar Thompson, um, before we delve into what Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer said, do you think him making the 53-man roster is probably why, say, Lim Bowden, for instance, is no longer part of the team? Was Skylar Thompson being a certified member of the roster basically through most of their... Not, or one or two major plans up in the air? It's not just Skylar Thompson, though. And I, I, I took a peek on, on Dolphins Twitter today, and I don't have time to, you know spin spin on Dolphin Twitter lately. But it's it's deeper than rap. You just can't cut Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, there goes Teddy. He's cut. He's gone. We're moving on. No, bro. We're not going to eat dead cap to move on from our, our best backup quarterback. You, so you have to have Teddy, Teddy on the roster. Here's my thing. It's not just Skylar Thompson. It's not like, and I've seen this, Skylar Thompson um, replacing Limboda. Oh, we want to keep Limboda. So, um, we, we moved on from Lynn Bowden because we kept Skylar Thompson. It's not that simple. Kind of if we didn't keep five tight ends as well. Because the natural, the, the, the mindset would have been, okay, if you're going to keep three quarterbacks, another position has to take an L. But not only did the receivers take an L with not bringing in six, you still kept five tight ends. Like, why do you need five tight ends? Sorry, like, but but again, like Stephen Carter won't play tight end. He's basically a fullback. Like, hold on, now. but hold up. But here's another thing, though. That's not it. 
you still have a fullback. You see what I'm saying? Which most teams in the NFL don't have a fullback. You see what I'm saying? So when you have that fullback, that fullback already took away from a spot somewhere. So that's that's our all right. So not only did your, your third quarterback take away from another position group, your fullback took away from another position group because you don't usually keep five running backs. You usually keep four running backs and you don't have a tight end. I mean, excuse me, you don't have a fullback. So now the fact that you have three quarterbacks, five running backs, and five tight ends, you already took from so many different spots. And, yeah, you, you kept five tight ends last year. I'm pretty sure there's a couple teams with five tight ends. But it, it, it's – after I thought about it, and this is more so just for the position groups and not Skylar Thompson, but after I thought about it, I started thinking, well, if you do go down a couple receivers, you do have your, your Mike Kosicki that could do the big slot thing, right? Yeah. So this, this kind of tells me, well, maybe Mike Kosicki does get some big slot action <laughs> instead of inline tight end. So I, I got to believe they calculated that, but I'm still in disbelief that, that we have five tight ends, five running backs, and three quarterbacks. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm. I see. Yeah, and I'm 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 not trying to be pedantic, but my whole viewing of that is three quarterbacks, four running, four running backs, four tight ends, and two fullbacks. But it's just one of those things where they're going to be listed. even even two even two fullbacks. No team has oh, yeah. a, a, this. This half the league don't have a fullback, and we have two of them in, of in that case. To, to me, I I just see that as the fullback is going to be such a, you know. Like uh, the fullback is so vital in this scheme, you kind of need a second one on the roster. And again, it's one of those things where, like you said, it is deeper than that. Skylar Thompson doesn't, you know, take the place of Lynn Bowden. It could be a Anik Ingold. It could be a Stephen Carter. Very quickly, did that mean that we had six tight ends last year or five tight no, ends and a fullback? We, we had five. We had five tight ends last year. Adam Shaheen, yeah. Jerome Smythe, Hunter Long, Mike Isicki. Oh yeah, Tyler Connor. Okay, yeah, we didn't. Okay, yeah, apologies yeah. for that. But um, but yeah. So if even if we, even if we are going to say okay, five five tight ends and Stephen Carter the fifth tight end, it was the same last year. It's just that you know Tyler Connor has replaced Adam Shaheen and right, but it's not the same scheme as last last year though. No, not at all. That's that's the difference. Like we yeah. didn't we didn't have a fullback last year. You seen Christian Wilkins come in at fullback sometimes. We didn't have a fullback, so now you still have five tight ends. And and the natural thought was if you bring in this fullback, you're gonna take him from the tight end. You're gonna lose the tight end, and you're gonna have a fullback. But no one thought we were gonna keep three. We were gonna keep three quarterbacks six months ago. No one yeah. seen three quarterbacks coming. Did you see what McDaniel and um, Greer said on the reason why they kept Skylar Thompson? No, what they say? Basically, they said that teams called up about you know Skylar Thompson. And said, "You guys will be stupid to to get rid of him." And Chris Greer said, "We're not in the business of making stupid stupid decisions." And Mike McDaniel kind of added on to say that, you know, if if you basically if you hold your breath trying to find a seventh round quarterback to make the plays that Skylar Thompson is making, then you're basically gonna die. So you know, and a lot of people on social media have kind of spun it in a way in which they kind of said. When you and you said this as well, but you know, from a different for a different argument, 
when you enter the draft, you know, your first and second round picks are your starters. Third mm-hmm. and third, you know, you, you go down this. Your seventh, seventh round guy isn't probably going to make the team. And if he does, it's a hit. Well done. The Dolphins have seemingly hit on the seventh round pick. But because of the position, it's seen as a bad thing. Was that no? This, this this should be a good thing. The Dolphins have found a person who, even if he doesn't make a single or doesn't play a single snap this season, come next season, team might be like, "Yo, can we take Skylar Thompson?" And then, like you For said, sure. over and over again, you flip it. So I can understand it's a bit head scratching, but you know, true, true, Chris Greer conductor train. Right now, well done. This is what we want. So. Yeah, that's that, that, that's what they said about about Skylar Thompson. Why they kept him, um, and it's good that you know his preseason has already had teams, you know, at least calling up the Dolphins to say well done. So the Dolphins cut down to fifty three, uh, and we kept three quarterbacks: two a Tonga Valor, two a Nigga Mano Oli Polo Tonga Valor. Stop showing uh, off. Hey, I'm just saying. That's my dog. <laughs> That's my dog. Um, Skylar Thompson and Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, for our running backs are Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, friend of the podcast, Miles Gaskin, and Savon Ahmed, which I like because also, you know, you only have the five receivers. Then you could kind of, you know, maybe Savon Ahmed in the worst case scenario might be able to you know, play slot receiver or something, which I'll get back to that. Uh, and not even slot receiver, but I'll, I'll get back to that. Then you have Alec Ingo at fullback, and you have five receivers, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Eric Ezukama, and Trent, Trent Sheffield. Here's the thing. I don't see... A, a, a time where the Dolphins go, oh, we're going to spread them out because of this system. You don't see that too much. Oh, let's spread them out, throw four receivers out there in Mike Kosicki and go empty backfield. You don't see that too, too often. So even when that does happen, I can see multiple tight ends on the field when that does happen. So again, in this system that Mike uh, McDaniel runs, I don't know how much empty backfield we're going to see. And if we do see empty backfields, I don't think it'll be with four receivers on the field. It'll be with three receivers on the field. And the more I think about San Fran, the more I think, man, I, I kind of, you don't, they, you, you get to that third receiver in San Fran and you, you start like, who, who was fourth and fifth back there? So for real. So, I mean, you got to trust these boys. They've been doing it for a living. And they got my trust until they don't have it anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, on, on, on Mike Kosicki, Chris Greer confirmed that two teams had called, you know, for Mike Kosicki and Dolphin basically said no. Um, he said, Chris Greer essentially said, Mike, um, Mike Kosicki is a Dolphin. They will always listen to offers, but they have no intention of trading them. What do you make of that? I take it exactly for that. I mean, <laughs> he's too good, bro. Mike Gasicki is too good. Like eight months ago, Mike Gasicki probably could have got us a second round pick. 
just because everyone knows he doesn't fit our system, we're not going to give him away for a fourth. You know what I'm saying? It don't work like that. He's too. He's in my opinion. He's in my opinion the fourth best tight end in the NFL. I think he's better than Mark Andrews. So that's my opinion. And no, and, and just with my in my unbiased, there's no way I could see him le- less than or lower than seventh in real life. Like I don't see him lower than seventh. So yeah, he don't fit the system, but you got to make it work. You you got to figure this thing out. And you have a year to figure it out, not a, a training camp. Like, nah, uh, we didn't figure it out he's out of here. Nah, bro. Let's this this there's there's a window here that we have for success. And for us to try to flip Mike Kosicki for just pieces or, or or picks when we have this Super Bowl window that we can we can really try to sneak in. I we gotta we gotta figure it out while we're going. So what did you make of it? Um yeah, it- it makes sense, um, especially when you hate to see it, but as, as guys get injured, you know, the team might become more desperate. It kind of makes no sense to trade Mike Kisicki right now when the value can pretty much not only increase as the season goes on, and that's, or at least that's what you hope. It's the same with people saying, oh, trade away Teddy Bridgewater now. Why? That Teddy, again, worst case scenario for another team, a quarterback goes down injured all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater becomes more valuable all of a sudden it's like okay you might be able to get say a fifth now that might be a third in two or three weeks time so yeah Mike Kosicki it makes sense that team's called it also makes sense that the Dolphins probably right now saw the terms coming back in saying thanks but no thanks and also with Tanakona injured it again makes no sense to get rid of Mike Kosicki so yeah that that's what I thought of um of that, I guess. I guess if you want to, if you want to add anything else to the offensive side of the ball, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I got something. So we kept Michael Dieter, yeah, Robert Hunt, friend of the podcast, Robert Jones, friend of the podcast, Austin Jackson, Connor Williams, Teron Armstead, and Liam Eikenberg, and notably missing is. Sally King Sally Sally McKinley. Um, also kept Greg Little, yeah. We kept Greg Little as well. Kept Greg Little, Sally McKinley out of there. What you make of that? What what did you make of that? We aren't privy to what happens in training camp practice, all that kind of stuff. I said on social media, um, also the Gotham Dolphins, I was thinking about it. Go time Dolphin said it to, I believe it was Ricky Watson, who's been on the show as well. What happened to Solomon Kinley after his rookie season? To me, something doesn't add up. Like, did we have our Dolphins tinted glasses and over, as fans, think he was better than he actually was? Because me and you sat here and was like, why has Solomon Kinley lost his starting job heading into his second season? And even in the preseason, it was like, Solomon Kinley looks back to what he was in his rookie season but now he's being cut totally so I I didn't expect it of the offensive lineman the Dolphin would keep I thought he would make it but we we we, we aren't privy to everything so there must be some something that he's I guess not doing in training on a day-to-day basis which allowed the Dolphin to say thanks for your service over the past two years but we're moving on 
there was a report in the Flores the last last season when when everyone came back that Solomon McKinley was overweight. I don't know how true it is. Uh, there was just hey, he came in overweight and he doesn't take it serious. And I'm like, all right, can he get the weight off though? You know what I'm saying? Because he looked like he was playing decent. You know what I'm saying? And even even when he came in, he didn't look terrible. I, I didn't. I don't remember him looking terrible. Like, ah, oh, yeah, we gotta get rid of Solomon Kenley, right? I, I don't know. I I never had that in, in my head. So I know one thing for sure because we don't have all the information. It's, it, it sends a message to the locker room. Like, just because your contract says you got two more years left and you 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 you're cool to us and you're good to us or whatever, it, it doesn't just work like that. But we want we want winners. Mike Singletary voice. So shout out to Brian Flores for bringing in Jesse Davis from <laughs> Minnesota to, to to Pittsburgh. I don't know how how you you had the conversation and say, yeah, you were the head coach in Miami. How you feel about Jesse Davis coming here? And you co-sign that. Cool. It's, we does not go time Steelers, but that had to get a mention. Yeah. Um. The fact that the the Vikings brought him in and then traded him away should have been the first warning sign or the first warning sign after watching his play, you know, in Miami. And, you know, we've mentioned this as well. Jesse Davis has a place in the NFL. It's just not as a starting NFL lineman. So, yeah, shout out to Jesse Davis. I guess well done for getting another job. Um, So I first met Five Yard Lee doing a mock draft on social media. As the as on the Dolphins, and we done it again this year, and I pick pick one hundred and twenty five. We decided to mock the Dolphins drafting Alec Lindstrom, center from Boston College. Now Alec Lindstrom has since been cut by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he was someone who both Lee and I liked in the pre draft process. I hope the Dolphins would pick him up. He's been cut. I don't think. Or you might not know too much about Alec Lindstrom, but if you do, should he be someone the Dolphins pick up in waivers? Or, you know, and I, I know the answer to this question already, but I'm going to ask it. Are you happy with the guys the Dolphins have on the offensive line right now? Uh, I mean, I am not comfortable with the O-line. I see them performing in preseason and look pretty good from time to time. Like, oh, we got some pockets here, but I'm not, I'm not sold on our O line right now. And to answer your question, yeah, I think you should bring in Lindstrom. You got to see what dude looks like. But nah, I'm not, I'm not sold on the O line yet. And un- until they prove me wrong, which again, we don't have the all twenty two from every practice this off season, but. I don't know, man. I, I would like to. I would like to feel a lot better about our O line, and I just, I just can't get there right now. Like, let, let's be realistic. We were thirty second last year. If I had to guess, as of today, where our O line would finish this year with the O line we have right now, I'm gonna say it's in the twenties. Like, and 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 not to go with the comparison of Cincinnati, but I think it is around twenty to twenty two. So I don't. I would love to have a top 10 O-line, you know what I'm saying, top 15 O-line, a top 5 O-line, but I don't think we have that right now. What, what do you think, if you had to guess right now, you had to put 
Kadeem Simmons not a betting man had to put a dollar on a bet to win a million dollars. Where would you rank the O line at the end of the season? Where do you think this O line ranks at the end of the season? I will put one English pound. This is one <laughs> English pound. Well, one English pound. First of all, the Dolphins didn't finish 32nd ranked offensive line. They finished 50th. Yeah. They were just lucky that there was 32 teams because, again, it was worse than 32. Where would I put my one English pound right now? Um, Yeah, I say around, around that 23, 24 mark. But a lot of it, you know, hinges on how healthy can you get to one Armstead. Now, again, Mike McDaniel said that they lack what they see from Tawan Armstead, you know, over the summer. Obviously, they've seen him a lot more than we have because we basically haven't seen him. Um, But, again, like you mentioned, we've seen some pockets that two have been able to throw from. To throw from. We've seen some of the backups, you know, I guess including Solomon Kinley or Kellen Deach and stuff like that. But in terms of just watching, just the jump from last year to so far in pre-season you can see that there has been increases. Now, bearing in mind, these increases are against, you know, second and first stringers and, you know, starters who are just warming up into the season. When you've got teams and defences sending blitzes, all that kind of stuff, how are they going to cope? But yeah, I think probably around around 23. That, that That's what I put it, which again... Given how we've been the last few years, right now I take it, but it should be better. I'm not going to lie to you. And this is not being negative Nancy or discouraging Danbert or Dan or whatever. <laughs> I try to, I, I to say Gilbert, but it didn't, it didn't match. Discouraging Dan. Um, Gunshot Gilbert. No, that doesn't work. I don't know. I'm trying to come off the dome. But listen, Teron Armstead. Devontae Parker, there's a stat out there that Devontae Parker played more games in the past three seasons than Teron Armstead has played in the past three seasons. For Miami Dolphin fans, we know how many games Devontae Parker played or lack of, lack thereof. So to know that he played more than Teron Armstead, what is that? Like, what, what, how many games are we going to get out of him? So I'm concerned, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not. You see how the, you see how we feel about our, our receiver core, boy. We got the best receiving core in the league, man. Like we straight. Look at our receivers. You, you, and if you want to go skill positions, oh, we got we got in the top seven in skill positions in the league. There's no way I could fix my mouth to be comfortable with the O line. So that's a. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on edge all season, or at least the first five weeks with the O line. Like, let's see what we got. Let's see what we're doing. Uh, with the line and the pocket moving all the time, that'll help. But I, I'm I'm still concerned, man. So we're gonna keep it moving to D line though. So okay, Agba, Raquan Davis, John Jenkins, Zach Sealer, and Kristen Wilkins kept them. Uh, and we'll throw linebackers in here since we have a scheme that is kind of hybrid. Jalen Phillips, AVG. Jerome Baker, Bake Show, Sam Aguavon, Duke Riley, Landon Roberts, Channing Tindall, Trey Flowers, and the dude who I think is going to be a key depth piece for us, 
Melvin Ingram the third. Any surprises there? Uh, no, not really. Um, again, on the Trey Flowers pickup and him making the roster, they basically said, and I say they, McDaniel and Greer basically said that Flowers can play across the defensive line. He knows the system from his time in New England, and he also got blown reports from New England and um and Detroit. And also he's twenty eight, so it's not like he's you know at the end of his career. You could probably still get a good five plus years out of Trey Flowers, you know, if it all goes well. So they like his versatility. Um, to me, there's no surprises. Again, Port Augustine had a good preseason, but once you brought in Trey Flowers, someone had to go, and that made the most sense. And yeah, it's basically the guys we had last year. So nothing surprises me. Um, it's a uh, I, I think you could probably make the argument that the front seven is the Dolphins' strongest position group alongside the wide receivers. And I think given the depth of the front seven, you might be able to argue that's stronger than the wide receivers, especially, you know, from top to bottom. What do you make of that? No, nah, nah, I can't go there. The strongest position group is the wide receivers, for sure. For No, no doubt about it. But as far as the front seven goes... We brought the whole defense back. The whole defense came back. Everyone knows how each other plays. Um, Snowman came on the podcast saying, I get to do stuff with, with Brandon Jones in practice and the coaches let us roam and the coaches let us do what we're going to do. So just to know that these boys are on their way to superstardom as far as Brandon Jones and Javon Holland goes, man, I'm comfortable with the defense. But – I just, I just want to see. It. I'm ready for football, man. And let's get into the DBs. Xavier Howard is retained, obviously. Noah Igbenogany, Nick Needham, Elijah Campbell, who I cannot wait to see in live action. Keon Crossing, Clayton Fezdalum, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe, the sleeper, and Cater Kohu. That's his name? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I, I don't even know who dog is, bro. He's he's had himself a preseason. Um, again, Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer, you know, spoke highly of him on Tuesday. He said that he's got that. Let me see if I can find the exact quote because again, I don't want to do him any disservice. Um, but yeah, he, he he's someone who has done well. Um, and the fact that he got you know spoken about today. I guess it kind of shows how highly rated he is in Miami. The big, the big issue for me is, and I'm sure obviously it can't not be discussed. Byron Jones ended up on the pop list and missing the first month. Another surprise. So that's so that's the first surprise. We were told he's going back in around July, and now he's going to miss the first four games of the season at least. To then hear. Your boy Chris Greer turn around and say that the Dolphins probably aren't going to bring in any corners. I'm like, okay, stop. That has to be kind of one of those things where you, you're saying this, but you've already got something in the background. Like, I'm not going to trade for any corners, but we're going to get someone off waivers or, or something like that. To me, that's just very much, you have to be kidding me. Like, we, we talked about this though. This is what I'm saying. 
Are you going to bring a corner off the street to start corner for the Dolphins? Or are you going to bring a corner to be the fifth corner on the roster? Because if you're going to bring a corner off the street to be the fifth corner on the roster, you might as well go with the guys that you've seen this whole past four months. You see what I'm saying? Or past three months. You're not going to go with a, 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 a rando that you haven't seen to have him played the fifth corner anymore after you brought in a couple and one, one of them and uh, Mackenzie Alexander is hurt now. So it's like we might as well go for what we know. We know what we get out of this person. Uh, let's, let's roll protection to, to, to cover up for his weaknesses. And, and we also know what we get out of Noah Igbenogany as well. So we know what we have on the roster and we know how we have to play it. The Dolphins aren't going to go out and go pluck a corner off the tree and put him into a starting position. So I'm not surprised that we're not going somewhere unless it was going to be of significance. And if we're going to do anything of significance, it's not going to be at corner. It's going to be at a different position. Yeah, I get that. Um, So McDaniel said on, on Kayla Kohu, um, he's a competitor. It was obvious to us all, obvious to all of us early that the game wasn't too big for him. From the onset, he let it be known from his play that it wasn't too big of a stage. That is, is a nice thing to say. Great, well done. My whole thing is when we thought that we needed a corner to kind of be, you know, the third slash fourth, but we've got Byron Jones and X, all good. I am uncomfortable putting any of those guys across for four games opposite Xavier Howard. Yes, you can, so that's why I'm saying, so we're we no longer looking at someone saying, okay, you're going to come in and from week one be CB three, four at best. I'm looking at someone in the nicest possible way. Can you come in and be a starter for the first month? Because All right, so who, who, how, do you, how do you do that though, Kadeem? So now you're going to go grab someone off the street to start corner for you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you're not going to go get a fifth corner, you're going to go get a starting corner. So now you're going to allocate starting corner money to an older corner probably, which is probably going to want like $6 million, $4 million, five, five, four to $6 million to play corner, to start corner for four games. I don't know if I don't know how we feel about that. Again, I, I understand it, but it's also not like the the best way I can I can explain it is that Noah Igbenogan, like Kian Quaston, could probably give you a few games before he just completely is like, know what you found your thing. Noah Igbenogan, he can't give you a game. Because teams are just going to pick on him over and over again. So he might be able to... Uh, this is going to sound really, really, really out of order, but I don't think it's a lie. You could genuinely make an argument. You can't even give Noah a snap. Because the moment he's on the field, teams are going to go, that's where the ball's going. To be like, fair, Jacksonville did pick on Noah last year too. So but, I, I'll, be, I'll be real with you though. But we know that. So that means we can prepare for that. You see what I'm saying? It's not like we're going to put Noah on the island. We're going to know... That that's what they're doing. We we know what the teams want to do if, if if Noah's playing. So I'm gonna be real with you. I think Elijah Campbell got a chance out there. He does. I, I think Elijah, man, I seen it. I'm telling you, posture is everything, bro. Like, listen, in every facet of life, whether it's in a sport, whether it's in just your 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 career of choice, your posture says a lot. You know what I'm saying? You're and even not just in, in professions, like in, in, in just in, in in life, 
how your posture is. Your posture says a lot. Elijah Campbell got got like he he looked like he wanted to play corner, and I would not be surprised if Elijah Cam- Campbell is the starting corner at the beginning of the season. Do I think he'll be the starting corner? I don't know, but I gotta tell you, boy, Noah's gonna get some reps, Holmes. He's not the first round pick for no reason. He's he's gonna be thrown in the fire. We. I know I've said it quite a lot. I, I don't blame Noah for being picked in the first round. It, it, it wasn't his fault. Like, you're not going to turn around and go, hold on, wait, guys, go draft me in the fourth or fifth. Like, that's never going to happen. Um, When you look at what McDaniel said about Kayla Kohu, um, the game's not too big for him. Maybe he's someone who's like, you know what? He can, you know, X is going to start, and then between Crossan, Elijah Campbell, and other people, they'll kind of do a job. It's one of those things where it's funny. On training on training on Tuesday, the only DBs who practiced basically or starters was Byron Jones and um, not Byron Jones, Brandon Jones and Javon Holland. Everyone else just wasn't around. So, I I I still believe the Dolphins will bring in someone at corner. McDaniel didn't Greer didn't completely rule it out, but it was like it's not it's not a critical thing. It's one of those things <laughs> where you know I you know. Go time off a tweet. Well, that's a lie. It is a critical thing, but it could be one of those things where it's it, it's it's you know it depends on who's available. You know, the Dolphins aren't going to allocate a second round pick on a corner, but if someone's like, you know what, we did not expect that. Like same same way we didn't expect Trey Flower to make the roster or even be picked up. If someone's like, we did not see this guy, we did not expect this guy to be here. He's gonna raise the floor of the team. We'll bring him in and kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see just how long Byron Jones is, considering they thought he'd be back a month ago. Listen, Tredavious White for the Buffalo Bills is going to be out for the first four weeks. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, this, this might be our chance to sneak one in. But I ain't going to lie. They did pick up two shades, 24, Kyer Elam, and he's over there too. And had we just picked up Asante Samuel Jr. like I asked us to, we might not be in this situation. I just need more corners. I want the fifth corner on the roster to be like, yo, I, I need to go somewhere else so I can get my reps. Like, that's what I want. That's how deep you have to be at corner. Same way we were, we were talking about receivers last year. Like, it's the same way we need to be talking about corners this year. Yeah, we got two dogs on the on the, on the, on the edge right now, but we're just top heavy at corner, and it'll be it'll be wrong for us to not finish finish up the fifty three man roster without mentioning the specialists. So, Jason Sanders, even year, bet on Jason Sanders, uh, Thomas Morstead, punter, and Blake Ferguson. Got a little Blake the, the Ferguson brothers snappers. That's that's what's up. Um, but anything else you want to add, Kadeem? Just like I said, interesting to see who is available on waivers, who the Dolphins pick up. And we didn't mention him, but obviously we cut Preston Williams, the unicorn. Um, the Dolphins tried to find a trade partner. Team basically said, now nah, we're good, thank you. So I'll also be interested to see where he ends up. And finally for me, a lot of people mentioned on Twitter, outside of Jalen Waddle, the entire wide receiver room from last year is now gone. Everyone's gone. Lynn Bowden, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, like Mike Holland, all of them gone. 
it's, it's the one thing. Right, yeah, because as we, we we all last year was like, is someone going to get some some, some separation? That'd be really helpful. And the Dolphins, Mike Madonna came in and said, all you guys go whole new room, and yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch them. Fantasy football draft is this Sunday. What 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 is this Sunday? September third, September fourth. Don't y'all say the don't y'all say the date first, Kadeem? Fourth September. That's how y'all say it. We, we we write it so we write it as month no day month year, but we kind of say it either way. I'm I might say first September or September third. Doesn't really. So it's, it's it's this Sunday, the fourth of September, two p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I know we got all kind of time zones in our draft this year. So please take note that is 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait for that. Please check your emails. We're trying to get the draft order in on the next episode, and we might do it live on the podcast and just do the draft order so everyone can see the draft order. Um, but, yeah, check your emails. Please accept the invite in a timely fashion. Uh, you want to you wanna throw something else in here, Kadeem? Uh, stay tuned for bonus time for the Madden 23 giveaway. Apart from that, no. There it is. Y'all know what time it is. Stay positive. Test negative. For Kadeem Simmons, I'm Charlie Touche. Thank you for tuning in this time. Make sure you catch us next time on Go Time. Already. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. And it's your time. Going all out when it's go time. I ain't wasting no time. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's showtime Cause it's your time Lay it on the line when it's go time Don't waste no time Console of your choice Um, The question was What do you think the Dolphins record is going to be This pre-season um, Some great answers Shout out to uh, let me make sure I get this person right. Um, shout out to Hammer. Um, he said, "Hoping we go zero and three because I've seen the greatest teams go win us in preseason." Um, so that <laughs> is what it is. He actually predicted something different, but um, yeah, we had a few. We had say we had we had quite a few um predictions for the Dolphins in preseason. But I guess, fortunately for these two, unfortunately for everyone else, and two people got it right. The Dolphins went two and one. Um, so, yeah, we are going to do the giveaway live on the show. Um, you, you to, While I get this up, tell everyone your Madden story, because I know you aren't really into Madden anymore. So, yeah, man, Madden got me where, where I am today with my general man, manager mind where I have three brothers and two sisters. So there's six of us total, four boys. And then, you know, boys are going to be boys. They got friends and everybody comes over. We got the the newest console. So it wasn't just my PlayStation or my Genesis or my brothers, whatever the console was. Uh, it was all of ours. And then we had to figure out how to play it. So when we got the new Madden of whatever year it was, we couldn't play games because the games took too long. 
for to have four brothers and then everybody's friends play. So we just simulated seasons. Everybody owned a team. Everybody was a general manager, and we just simulated our way through dynasties and like 20 years of simulations and trying to build the best team. And that's how I got hooked on trying to be a general manager, man. I love Madden for that. Yeah, Madden is the reason I'm a Dolphins fan. So Madden holds a special place in both of our hearts. But um, over to the giveaway. Best of luck to both Rich and Lane. Um, And I guess it's only right we get this going. Drum roll, please. Doom, 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 doom. Down, 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 down. Shout out to Rich. Rich one is the winner of the the Madden giveaway, the first Madden giveaway. Uh, he got the he got the got the the preseason record right. Um. Yeah, man. Tell him, tell him, I'm not the matter dude no more, Kadeem. I was gonna say tell him what he won, but we are just <laughs> yeah. Um, Rich, we will be in contact with you. Um, so check your emails. We will get a copy of Madden 23 on whatever console you play. Um, and we will get that sorted. There's also another Madden giveaway um coming up soon. To and it's all time to enter that one, although. I guess there's not time to enter that one. No, nah, it is because it's the week one. Yeah. Roster. Oh. So it could still change until week one. That is true. So, yeah. So as Charlie said, to, to, to win a second version of Madden, Madden 23, um, email how email us, email us the answer to how many wide receivers would the Miami Dolphins carry in week one of the season? So week one of the season, how many wide receivers would the Miami Dolphins have on their active roster? Send your answers to gotimedolphins at gmail.com. And then finally for me, we also have the Javon Holland fit to size jersey giveaway. All you have to do is email gotimedolphins at gmail.com with your jersey size. You can say something? Yeah. So I wonder how many people are going to come in with, with five now. Uh, we're going to come in with five. So... I don't know. We're about to find out. Yeah. They could come up with five, and that they could be wrong. The most that because it might be someone. Um, Craycraft, Craycraft is uh, um, or Tanner kind of goes to the practice squad, and Craycraft is is promoted to the to the active roster. Well, that's the thing because you've also got like Andrew Van Ginkle. I think had his like appendix taken out or something, mm-hmm. and Tanner Connor's commonly injured. And you have no idea who else might get injured. So, yeah. It's, no, um, no. Let, let, let's see. Let's see. I, I'm, I'm curious to see the answers. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm curious to see the answers. Yeah. Um. Is there anyone who, I wouldn't say across the league, you were surprised got cut of anything like that, but I guess there's so many people and so, so much changes. Um, If you could... I, I kind of, I guess, I kind of know your answer. But if you could pick up one position group, you know, one position to add to the roster, what would it be, bro? You know, Dak Prescott is the only quarterback on active fifty-three in in, yep. in Dallas, and the Dolphins over here with three. <laughs> you, you see, what I'm saying like three, three quarterbacks. Um, so Tyler Johnson 
made two shades 24 two years ago. And he was a, he's a receiver in Tampa, and I thought he had some potential. I don't think we'll go that route, but I really do like Tyler Johnson. But someone else is Alex Leatherwood. I think you have to consider, like, well, and I, I, I'm not on Leatherwood for just coming out of Alabama and, oh, he should work. I'm like, yo, he, he does have some talent, but I think he has to get a look. And I think Jared Davis was released, so – Jared Davis is a linebacker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that other than that, nah. It's um I I thought he was gonna say um I guess friend of the podcast, Kirk Merritt, who'd been released by the Saints. I thought he might get a mention. Um Leverwood's an interesting one. First round pick in 2021, pick 17, 2022, gone. Um, he, I know a few Raiders fans who are just like, he is bad, like, oh snap. But it's one of those things where the Dolphins brought in Isaiah Wilson, who was a, you know, first round pick for the Titans, mm-hmm. didn't work out. It, it doesn't hurt to bring in Alex Leverwood. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know? Yeah. So is he bad? Like, is he trash or is he bad for a first round pick? You see what I'm saying? Because we don't have to spend that 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 money on a first round pick. He's just someone who got cut now that we can we can explore. So yeah, if if he was trash, that's different. But the, the tape doesn't lie. So we'll, we'll I mean we just gotta grind the tape. Yeah, for me, I, I mentioned Alec Lindstrom is someone I definitely take a look at. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've seen that the whole time, bro. I'm like, damn, what is that? You can't, you, you couldn't tell me. I know like, what it was, bro. <laughs> you could, yeah, it, oh my day, is this how you're moving? I'm just having on my head. At no point did you say, Kadeem, you might want to. I, I, I was looking, oh, I'm like, what is that? Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to finish my point. Guys, do you see how this guy's moving? I've got. He was watching his head going, yo, Kadeem needs that shower or something with some dirt on his head. I know. What I, it, I thought it was a Band-Aid or something. I thought you cut yourself shaving your head because you bald. You know what I'm saying? I thought you was like, I don't know. I would never do that to you. Never. But it's cool. So yeah, I was looking. I was like, what, what is that? I, I, I didn't know what it was either. And I don't know if it was there the whole time because I caught it like the last couple minutes. I'm like, what is that? Because the more yeah. you move, the more the light hits hits it. Oh,